The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. With me on the line now is the CEO of G21, Julia Baggio. Good morning. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you? Good. Thanks for being on the program. And it is the week of the G21 Stakeholder Forum. Unfortunately, since we last spoke, you've had to move it online. Yes, very sad. So it was going to be at the Torquay, RACV. We were going to go face-to-face, everybody in the room, 300-odd people, uh, live music. It was going to be a lovely big party. Looks like we're going to have to aim for that in 2022. So now we will be online this Friday. So um, encourage all of your listeners to tune in. Uh, and you'll, you'll be on deck as well, Mitchell. You'll be helping us out with that. That's right. Very exciting. So the Pulse will be covering it uh, on Friday morning and people can tune in to listen to that uh, just like they did last year when we had it at the uh, the library. That's right. So, um, so it'll be a virtual event. It's free. So anyone can come to the website, register, and you'll get your link um, and just uh, turn up in your jammies with your coffee uh, and uh, your brioche. And you can tune into a really great array of speakers. So we're kicking off at 9.30 in the morning um, and we'll go through till about midday. So it'll be really good. Uh, lots of very interesting speakers. George Megalogenis, who is a, a journalist uh, and an author uh, and very focused on uh, demographic demographic data and uh, what it means for Australia and he's going to be taking a look at our region and where we've been and where we might be going in the big big, big picture. Um, Professor Billy Giles-Courty, she's an urban uh, cities livability expert, so she's world-renowned. I think I mentioned that last time on your show a month ago, Mitchell, but she's, um, she's a, a leading researcher uh, and she's an Australian. She works at RMIT and um, recognised as an expert on how to make communities livable so she'll be giving us uh, her view and painting the picture of what we would need to do in the G21 region uh, as we grow because we know we're growing super fast we're one of the top four fastest growing regions in Australia certainly the fastest growing in Victoria Um, so we've got a lot of work ahead of us to make sure that we manage our growth well so that we end up with something special Uh, in terms of housing, in terms of our energy, in terms of our emissions, in terms of just keeping the place beautiful. Uh, And uh, a lot of work has to go in to make that sort of thing happen in a really cool way. So, And Billy will be drawing on examples, I think, from from Europe where uh, communities have been, there's sort of been some experiments done. I think in Germany there's a town where they've really experimented with getting balance right of how to make a very human-centric, very connected community work well. So um, she'll be be explaining those things for us. Um, we've got, got a great panel, of course. Karina Reckles, uh, our local Wadarung leader, she'll be doing a welcome to country but also participating in the panel discussion about cultural connection and connection to country and, and what our communities need to understand about the deep history of the region uh, from the First Nations perspective. Um, Dr Angela Jackson is a fabulous economist and uh, she often appears on the drum and, and other in other media. But she'll be talking about um, health, she'll be talking about women's equity, um, all of those things that, that are very top of mind in a lot of the national discussion this year. 
Jeremy McLeod is an architect and he designs sustainable um, apartments, basically. So he'll be talking about the actual nuts and bolts of what goes into that. But his his designs are all about bringing people together in those uh, shared living arrangements. So you're actually building not just an apartment block, but you're building an actual community. Uh, and Nat Anson, who's one of our locals, and he's a director of Urbis in the Geelong region, um, very extensive regional planning background. Uh, he's pretty much uh, put down the plans for the growth corridors around the, the big uh, Geelong growth areas, and he'll be adding that really localised flavour to the discussion. So, you know, it's going to be a very, very big um, conversation, and we're hoping that people will be able to text in their questions We'll be able to take a few of them. John Fain's going to be hosting, so he's very good at uh, weaving the questions into the discussion. And, of course, there'll probably be a lot of uh, questions that are asked that we can't answer on the day, but we will endeavour to provide some answers uh, if people send them in via email. We'll, we'll get back to people. So looking forward to it. Um, what are you hoping for out of the day, Mitchell? Well, I'm just interested. Are people going to be coming in these speakers in person or are most of them going to be Zooming in? Yeah, we've got um, we've got most people going to be in our studio, so we're setting up an actual like a TV studio at G thirty G thirty one G twenty one. I'm getting ten years ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so we're setting up a, a TV studio. Um, John Fain will be hosting from G twenty one. I'll be there, of course. Most of our panelists will be there. George Megalogenis, we've got two zooming in. So Professor Billy Giles Corte will be zooming in and Dr. Angela Jackson will be zooming in. Um, so it'll be a bit of a hybrid. But uh, good to have people on the ground because I think it just really uh, brings a bit more energy to life in these things. Yes, and we've all done Zoom meetings to death, I think, just about. So um, that in-person conversation, I think, is also important. Um, in terms of the political leaders. I think we spoke last month and you said you'd put out the invitation to people like the Premier. I don't know if they accepted that or not. Yeah, look, we decided because we've got a much shortened format that we would uh, exclude the politicians altogether and just concentrate on the the meat and potatoes from the experts. And uh, probably next year, I'd say, we probably might see uh, the leaders turning up because it is an election year. State and federal, Uh, yeah. (laughs) State and federal. Um, But look, we we had approached the Premier... Um, he did. He declined. He he just couldn't fit it into the diary. That they were very very gracious. They did call and say they they had a good look at it and really wanted to come. But because he's been off ill for a very long time, mm. uh, you can imagine the diary was just absolutely overflowing with commitments. Uh, and the prime minister we invited as well. Um, but you know, COVID restrictions, the situation in Sydney, Canberra closing borders, Melbourne. Sorry. Victoria closing borders, it just wasn't going to be a, a, a practical reality. So <laughs> we decided we'd, we'd cut that part of the program. And in terms of what I'm looking forward to, I always enjoy the fact that it's a bit of a stock take on the region and where it stands today, but also it's a bit of a forward-thinking day where we look at where we may be going in five, ten years' time and there's often some exciting things on the horizon, so I enjoy that. 
Fantastic. Well, hopefully we meet the brief and um, certainly um, we've been doing a lot of work at G21 on our priority projects and getting those refreshed and so uh, I won't be going into detail on those on the day um, but the key areas, of course, you know, transport's a huge one. Public transport is a, is a massive uh, hole in our region. We don't actually have a, a public transport network that, that really is fit for purpose. Housing, a uh, very big question, and I think we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, so all of, all of those very big things, but also our, our opportunities to drive a lot of investment into new industries, and I think that's an area that I'm very keen to explore over the next year. So, uh, yeah, and you've got your work cut out for you with two elections next year, so a good time now to be working out what your advocacy priorities are. So uh, people can tune in here on The Pulse from 9.30 until noon on Friday morning, or uh, they can register, as you say, online if they want to join the video stream. Fantastic. Moving along. lots of people tune in. Yes, hopefully they will. <laughs> I think we've got more than 400 registrations already, so uh, we've got it. Got a, got a good audience. So thank you, everybody, who's um, registered so far. So in terms of social housing, as you mentioned, you've got a social housing forum coming up on the 3rd of September. Yes, yes, it was meant to be this month or last month, but, um, of course, COVID has put everything out of whack, so we're aiming to get uh, all the players together on the 3rd of September. So... As you know, the big housing build, it's $5.3 billion across Victoria to increase um, the amount of social housing dwellings that we have across the state. We've got quite a significant need uh, in the G21 region, so each of our municipalities have been very busy identifying um, the need, the land that might be available, uh, testing with the community about their feelings on, on adding more social housing and how that might be managed. And so the plans have very well progressed across each of our local government areas. Um, we need what we need is uh, some real practical speed dating now. So it's about our local governments meeting up with housing providers, with developers, uh, and with the the crew who are running the big housing build. So uh, the executive director Ben Ben Rimmer, the CEO, is coming down to Geelong to take part, uh, and also our philanthropists who are funding our project at G21, which is allowing us to do all of this work with the municipalities. Uh, so everybody will be in the room. Uh, we can all be face to face. We all need to learn each other's area of expertise, and basically join the dots so that we can get going on on. Uh, identifying viable projects across um, across the region, so it's good. It's great. Um, it's great progress. It's great movement, uh, and it's one part of the the housing issue for the region. So that's social housing. That's people who uh, essentially can't afford to be in the market renting or buying a house, and they need government assistance to be able to be properly housed. But of course, we have also an enormous issue with affordable and key work housing and uh, what we would actually call a crisis uh, in the region. It's actually happening uh, at a national level in many, many um, municipalities, but we know what the issues are in our region specifically, um, and that is uh, a lack of housing supply, especially along our coastal towns. That's causing a lack of uh, workers, so there's a labour shortage, which means our businesses are unable to open uh as, for as many hours as they would like. They just can't get the workers. Uh, and then we're, what we're finding also is that 
it's not just the hospitality workers, but you are looking at uh, bank managers and teachers and nurses and artists and um, food factory workers just cannot find anywhere to live. There's either nothing on the market or the rental is so high that it's prohibitive. You just wouldn't be able to earn enough, really, to do anything other than pay pay the rent. So, so there's some significant issues um, that need to be addressed at the moment. We don't really have a suite of policies in this space from either state or federal government, uh, and we believe it'll take the three levels of government working together and private sector being engaged as well to come up with some kind of short-term and longer-term measures to rebalance the situation. Yeah, and I've heard places like Apollo Bay uh, are doing it particularly tough. As you mentioned, it's those coastal towns that it seems to be quite difficult to find uh, property if you're wanting to go down there to work. Yeah, it's um, it's just become so difficult. And one of the, the things that's uh, really heading our way quite quickly is is the, the summer season, the peak season. And so uh, our municipalities that really take in that coastline are getting very anxious about not being able to have the workforce that's going to be needed over those summer peaks uh, when traditionally we do have a lot of economic activity. We've got a lot of people flood into the region. Um, our tiny towns swell to become, you know, <laughs> metropolises, <laughs> metropoli, <Yes. laughs> and and not being able to service those uh, seasonal populations is going to be a real challenge. Um, so we are looking for some short-term action. I don't think that's on the radar of state and federal governments. I don't think they... Uh, fully grasped, but that's that's coming and it's coming very fast and regions like ours really need some sort of short-term action right now while we also consider the longer-term um, policy um, interventions. So the federal parliament, well, there's going to be a federal parliamentary inquiry and I see that that's just been announced. Um, they'll be setting up uh, that to look into hopefully everything will be on the table. I mean, we, it's land supply, it's negative gearing, it's red tape in the planning system, Airbnb, which is taking up a lot of housing stock, land tax versus stamp duty. Um, so all of all of those things need to be in the mix. Um, we've got those sort of uh, mega sort of issues of low interest rates, easy to borrow money. At the same time, wages are stagnating. And so people, you know, in Melbourne and Sydney, the statistics are that Melbourne, it would take six, six and a half years to save a 20% deposit for a house. In Sydney, it's seven years. Um, so all of those questions need to be in the mix. I think the problem, though, with a parliamentary inquiry, while it's it's very welcome, is it, it won't give us those short-term um, short band-aids, really, that we're just going to need to get us through the summer. Yes. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. It just sounds like having uh, everyone in the same room starting to talk to each other is a good starting point and very difficult in COVID. So good luck with that, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing about how that goes when you come on the program next month. Thank you, Mitchell. See you Talk on soon. Friday. Bye-bye. Julia Badger there, the CEO of the G21. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.